and welcome to Alien Minute, the daily podcast where we are analyzing aliens in short, controlled bursts. I'm John Engel. And I'm Susan Kuklenska. And this minute is minute number 115. Begins with Ripley firing another burst from her incinerator and ends with a cocooned newt seeing something emerge from a freshly opened egg. Gross. It's pretty, it's pretty gross. <laughs> it's very mucous membrane-y. We'll get to that. Yeah. Well, Susan, thanks for coming back. Thanks for sticking it out for the whole week. Uh, well, I, all I had to do was sleep on, on Joe Dater's floor for a week, um, which, you know, uh, I, I, my back is actually improved at this point because I've been just oh. lying on linoleum for, for the last week um, as we've been doing this show. But So thank you, Joe Dater, New Yorker cartoonist Joe Dater, who is our, also our guest and uh, whose who's basement apartment in Queens is where we're, we're at. Hello. It's a pleasure to be back in my own apartment. <laughs> uh, you know, I really pictured the floor of Joe's apartment a little bit closer to this uh, cocoon room area. Oh, little... it's covered in covered in slime and, and goo. It's well, goo, that's true. Crystalline, well, like crystalline, crusty. I have crap. the word. I have the word for it. I will tell you the word for it. The Same. word is gack, and I know that because that is what James Cameron calls it on the commentary. Gack. That's right. Gack. Right. I don't know how that's how he spells that. G A K G A C K. Perhaps he spells it J A C. No, that's Jack. It's not Jack. <laughs> what word makes the G sound? What letter? Uh, <laughs> uh, G, uh, G, uh, G. 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 Okay. G. I'm sorry. I, I think it's G A C K. Okay. I know G A K. I speak the English, so I often don't know these things. Um, so I don't know what ga- how he spells Gak, but he calls it Gak because there's a there's a bit on the commentary uh, where he talks about how he had to slather Gak all over Carrie Hen. Yeah, and it's like some kind of fiberglass concoction, yeah, right? Why were they but using fiberglass? I mean, they to could... get it to look all crystally and uh, like, because gack- it's delicious. Well, I mean, how else do you get something <laughs> because it's gacky? delicious? Secreted resin. Well, everything's fiberglass in movies, right? Everything is either latex or fiberglass or plywood. Uh, most of your spaceships are plywood. When you see, you know, a, a, a practical set of a somebody climbing into an X-wing and it looks like it's cool, then you realize, oh, it's just made of plywood and they've painted it to look like something else. Most things are plywood, fiberglass, or latex. I would think now it's an easy light material to use and they can use it. Material science has come a long way over the last, you know, decade or so. So I have a feeling they have better goo nowadays. You know, that's easier to work with, all kinds oh, of sure, choices sure. choices of goo and gack and I'm sure there's probably like behind the scenes of Covenant where you find out how they they used all the goo and the various uh, substances and the various viscera and uh, things. And they probably are really, like, really nerdy, geeky people who are really into goo. Like, oh, goo, ke- goo nerds. chemists. I mean, these are, you know, scientists who come up with this stuff. I mean, what could be more fun? Uh, again, material science. Tell your kids to go into material sciences. That's the future. Um, that's a good field to get into. And by material sciences, well, you mean materials right? like... Fake blood. And- Everything from, you know, stuff they use in the movies to, you know, packaging. I mean, it's really, plasma, it's actually, plasma, a, yeah. it's a fascinating field, actually. Okay. But it, is this the moistest minute of the movie? Because it feels like it. It seems yeah. like there's so much sweating and goo and things dripping and stuff all slathered all over, not just the walls, but over a small child. And it seems like this might be the moistest minute. It's a moist minute. 
It's wet. It's a very moist minute. It's pretty and wet. I will say that after seven, saying my cat's name 70 times, she has appeared next to me. Goo is right here. Goo. You have the only cat that actually comes when you call it. That's amazing. <laughs> well, you guys, yeah. I think it was more like a Beetlejuice kind of beckoning thing oh, that see. you guys did by say saying her name so many times. <laughs> she is right Goo-goo. here. I'm petting her at this moment. Goo. And she's kind of moist. I think she stuck her head under the uh, faucet in the bathtub. Oh, that's, so that's not so. just a moisture that she generates from her body, and that's why you named her Goo. <laughs> No, you know, no. But what do you want to name the new cat? to this moist mm. minute that we're talking about. What do you want to name the new cat? I don't know. Let's name her after the secretions that seem to be coming emanating from her body at all times. You don't. That's not oh. how you uh, chose to um, dub the cat. No. Yes, no. it was. It was close. Close mm. to something like that, that in okay. the Sonic Youth record. No. Ah, see, I don't. I don't know that because I'm very. Un- <laughs> I'm uncool. I named my cat my dead my now dead cat after a dinosaur junior song. So there you go. Oh, I didn't, rabbit yeah, I don't, from from one of their songs. Anyway, uh, speaking don't, of don't have don't have a cat. This stuff. Joe I, Joe always he only listened to dinosaur senior. Yeah, so. yeah, that's <laughs> true. That, and, Son- that a, and Sonic I'm, elder. Hey, I elder was into, Sonic. I was into dinosaur <laughs> junior before they were junior. They were senior. So there. Um. Okay, let's talk about this m- minute. Well, there's more walking. There's there's walking. There's and- another flare. She dro- She lights another flare and drops it on the ground. And there's more. The tracker is now getting faster and more intense. Yeah. You got the, the yellow lights at the top. You got the flames. You got the steam. You got the sweat. And then she finds something. Ripley finds something on the ground. Or no, wait. Her she's got the tracker. And her tracker says, now you're right there. It's like zero kilometers from yeah, the, the- you. Yeah. Before we get there, I did want to mention that she is looking up a lot, mm. and I thought that was interesting. I'd never really noticed she's it looking before, for but a, when you think like, about it... She's looking for a cocoon on the ceiling. Yeah, because that's where she saw them earlier. Yeah. Like in the yeah. in the original, when they were, the original cocoon room we saw earlier in the film, everybody, at least the first few people they saw, were all cocooned up on the ceiling. So that's where she's looking first, which uh, it's a nice call back to that first uh, moment. I'm sure that that was a conscious thing because otherwise, why would she be looking up, you know, right now? Yeah, like she would right. be looking around and looking down and, but they, they have established yeah. that cocoons are sometimes elevated and she knows this because she saw it earlier. And uh, well, I think to it's me, that's a pretty yeah. tight little bit of screenwriting. Except that sure. I think the reason the cocoon is not uh, attached to uh, the rafters or where it might be. And the reason it's just there on the ground is just for practical purposes so they didn't have to hang Carrie Hen from a harness. Oh, yeah. uh, because I, listening to the commentary, again, she's on there uh, as an adult talking about what it took to get into that rig because they rigged it up so that she could just easily climb in through the side of it and she could go in through like a hole in the side. And uh, yet she was, and she was sitting on a little bench with her legs dangling inside there. Um, and that was uncomfortable enough. And also, she's a child. You don't want to abuse a child on a set. It's bad enough as it is. You know, I mean, you're already uh, on pretty shaky ground there, uh, just putting her in the movie in the first place. Um, and it contrasts yeah. with finding the tracking device on the ground, which is heartbreaking, you know, the yeah. heartbreaking moment. Yeah. You know, yeah. just boom, it's on the ground, you know. Well, I also yeah. think that we might be back into our food versus uh, incubator uh, debate here, or like whether... That some people are food and some people are incubators. So far, uh, we know at the end of this minute and then into the next minute that apparently Newt is intended for incubation. Right. Clearly, we know she's that got, the lady. You know, I mean, the she's first... a young. She's a young female. Yeah. She's, she's healthy. She's 
prime. But she's tiny. Right. She's tiny. I mean, the, uh, uh, you know. Do you think that the, the alien would come out of her as a as a tiny alien? Think of the last. But think of the last chestburster was the woman who was you know cocooned on one of these walls. Right. You know, we had a really clear chestburst there and had arms. You know, they added arms to the creature this mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. That's pretty big creature. I mean, it seems yeah. uh, it seems a little odd that they would. You oh, know, you want... think there wouldn't be room in her little chest? Yeah, it seems a little yeah. odd that they would choose her for a chest burst. But well, no. Well, maybe they're not. Maybe they're planning on feeding her and fattening her up over the next 18 years and then getting ready. (laughs) This could be even a worse fate for her than than you think. She would have to sit in that cocoon through college. They would have to, the aliens would have to come in and have a tutor come in and they would have to give her uh, assignments and they would have to deal with her bathroom breaks and all of that over the course of the next who knows how many years to get her to be a full-grown adult and big enough to gestate an alien in. Well, but to get back to, to she's but wh- however we look at it, she's meant to be incubated, an incubator, right? Clearly, yeah. And then yeah. obviously they the, put her the right woman, near an egg. They say, "Oh, they put an egg right." I there. mean, the eggs that the face is about to come out, and then the woman <laughs> By earlier, complete we, coincidence. We saw, and uh, well, it seemed we theorized earlier that apparently they'll cocoon these people and then put an egg in front of them, and when right. the egg is ready to come out, it comes out, and, yeah. and the, these people are stuck there to be incubators. Right. So, but that the woman earlier is the first person we see out cocooned low to the like ground. It's yeah. not elevated. Mm-hmm. And then Paul Reiser in his cut scene, while that's not canon or whatever, he's also low. Yeah. To the ground and mm-hmm. has a alien inside of him. I'm guessing that the incubators are all low. And the food is all high. That's what I'm thinking. They have the, the ah, food they keep up, you know, sort of like okay. in a meat room. Fresh, uh, It's fresher up there. Right. Fresh meat or, or maybe like a cereal uh, dispenser in a cafeteria, you know, where you can just take some, you know, it just yeah. you want it to fall down to you. So maybe the high up people are food and the low down people are are to be incubators. That's my guess. It has no bearing on anything. It's not, you know, there's nothing really backing it up. I it's guess. just like, why are some high, why are some low? Well, that could be a reason why. These aliens have never heard that you want to keep your food in a dry, cool place. They've given it a moist, hot, humid place. The <laughs> well, exact food, opposite tenderizing, of, of sanitary tenderi- food preparation. Maybe they're tenderizing them. Well, food, I, I think, think just if disgusting. your food is alive, then maybe a, a moist, warm place is better. They're like, just, they're, you're they're keeping it alive. Disgusting creatures. They keep, if, the alien, if these aliens ran a restaurant, they would get a D from the health department. Yeah. Yeah. They'd get a few citations for sure. But, I think they would they'd be shut down in a hurry. Now the fact that this egg so we're we're at we're looking at um we're now looking at Newt all tied up and and cocooned and by complete coincidence at this point in the story the egg starts opening, which just strikes me as like conveniently slowly. <laughs> like in the any if it's a minor unimportant character, that thing just shoots right out of that egg and wham. If it's a if it's an important character, it slowly tiptoes out. Yeah, I don't know, and it just strikes me as like you know, by coincidence, our cameras happen to catch at this exact moment. You know, <laughs> meanwhile, as is you know, it, do you it, think Sir Richard Attenborough was waiting there for days on end? Yeah, put a camera, that's what it feels like. Waiting for the egg to open. It, sometimes, yeah, it, it like I feel it's like, like it's 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 a setup, but they edited it to seem natural. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Do you think there's any chance that Ripley's approach? triggered the egg where we had earlier you know in alien um we have the eggs triggered by motion maybe in this case it's like uh oh somebody's coming we better, better incubate this kid real quick 
before somebody comes and takes her away. I don't it's know. That That's a stretch. Pain in the, that pain in the ass lady is coming again. How do we know the egg is about to incubate her? How do we know the egg is about to impregnate her? Maybe it's going to play with her a little bit. Ooh. Maybe it's going to come out and the, like the fingers on the chest, on the on the face hugger are just going to come right up to her and do got your nose with her. Like, look, got your nose, got we, your nose. We have never seen, we have never seen a face hugger waste, it's tickle her waste any tickle, time. Tickle, tickle, Face huggers, no, we've never seen them gonna, waste time. Maybe they, you know, it's going to have possible. some fun with her first. It's going to play with her a little bit, like, oh, hey, little girl. I don't know, maybe. Um, all I know is, I want to just say, I know we had almost no dialogue for our entire five minutes this week, um, but I, I do want to say I'm thankful that we, we are just missing. The whistle scream that's coming. We, oh, yeah. we, we did not have to deal with that whistle scream. Um, I like those. You like this? Uh, you mean the, the, the newt's newt scream? Oh, okay. It's that that, that yeah. scream that newt does. Uh, yeah, but we also miss um, fake newt, which I really like. That's true. I love fake newt. The um, the the model the newt, newt dump the newt the dummy newt dummy. Yeah, yeah. We miss a we miss. Let's face it, we miss a lot of stuff this week. Have you talked about the whistle scream, though? I mean, is it the... the, uh, the... Well, I think she got the job partially because of her scream. Really? So, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty good one. Uh, whether you like oh, to hear good. it or no, not. it's is... good. She just... She I, I, I can't. I can't stand it. I love her. I absolutely love her, but I cannot stand that scream. I mean, to me... Well, it's... you know, it's realistic, though. Have you ever made an eight-year-old child shriek... I have. I know what it sounds like. It's realistic. It's realistic. Have you ever just looked at a child and heard that scream? I have. He has nieces. He knows. Yes. He's, he's made them terrified many, many times. Yeah. I hang around the playground for no reason. I've heard that scream. It's very realistic. I have some, some trivia about this movie. Okay. Uh there are 25 instances of the word fuck in this movie. Wow. Okay. 18 of them are spoken by Bill Paxton. <laughs> yeah. And there are five instances of fuck, the word fuck, in this podcast, of four of which are spoken by me right now. Fuck, 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 fuck. Okay. And that's... Uh, that's my that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> I thought trivia. you were going to say we only uh, you went through the entire podcast and counted how many times we right, said right the entire the series. No, I, no, I meant this episode. It's been a lot right more now. than that. Yeah, yeah. John's not afraid to to f word. No, no, I'm not either. But I mean, there's 25 f bombs in this show uh, in this movie. Why would I not use it? Right. Why would I not? Uh, this is all explicit. The f bomb. The f bomb. I just love that expression. It implies that the word "fuck" can kill millions of people at once, which it can't. It does. I don't. Oh, I never understood that. I never understood that. You know, like it's a word, people. It's not a bomb. You don't. You don't. Bombs mean... kill people. <laughs> well, I'd like to talk about this movie. Came out in 1986. Yes. So I just want to briefly go through some of the other movies that it was competing with that also came out in uh, 1986. Some 1986 films that you might have forgotten about. Uh, or might not have uh, been aware of. Uh, Shanghai Surprise, the Sean Penn uh, Madonna film uh, from 1986. Very um, successful. Very yeah. successful film. The, uh, King Kong Lives, the uh, weird sequel to the 1976 King Kong, in which uh, there's, a, there's a female King Kong that they find, and then they, King Kong's not dead. They give him a giant mechanical heart, and then the two Kongs have a baby Kong, Sort of. Huh. Have you ever seen that? You're, you I think I'm making this up? One. Eh, it's real. Um, Howard the Duck, 
Uh, yes. Came out in 1986. Uh, Why has nobody yeah. improved upon that? Yeah, the, that the, uh, needs to be. Someone needs to do an, another Howard. Oh, the Duck. I, I think the world is ready for a good reboot of Howard. A the really Duck. good reboot. Yeah. Of Howard he's the already Duck. appeared. Get it in, right. Get it right. He's had two cameos already in the Guardians of the Galaxy series, and yeah. they they already have the CGI uh, down for Howard the Duck. He can look like he did in the comics instead of uh, looking like a really horrible duck suit. And, and have they can kiss, do a good special they, guest kiss. Kiss would be perfect. Yeah, they can they can actually do a good Howard the Duck movie yeah. now. Now that I think Marvel needs to get on that, I would love I would love that actually. Um, let's see uh, the um, uh, the comedy Soul Man uh, also uh, released in 1986. The really really problematic now <laughs> comedy Soul Man. Oh my God, is it is it difficult? And a, a movie that I think is very very similar to Aliens, probably as I think a complete ripoff in a way. I mean, it's virtually the same movie plot for plot point for plot point which is princes under the cherry moon uh it has all of the same elements in place but somehow they just came out wrong when prince did it and it came out as a completely different weird sort of 1930s period movie yeah Yeah. it it really did not work as an aliens ripoff at all i know i know Uh, although it's intended to be virtually virtually the same movie a good double feature Um, though yeah, and uh, of course, most beloved of all uh, movies that came out in 1986 was Police Academy 3, Back in Training. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny that, uh, that that comes up because in the commentary on this segment that we're talking about is when Michael Bean uh, brings up getting the role in this movie, and he talks about how he ran into Jim Cameron in an airport and said to him, Hey, Jim, do you have anything for me? And Jim said, yeah, yeah, sure. And he thought it was bullshit. But then a couple of months later, Jim actually called him with the role. And Michael Bean says, you know, I was ready to give up. I was ready to say yes to Police Academy 3. Um, I got a correction for you. It was Bill Paxton, not uh, Michael Bean. Oh, I'm sorry, Paxton. I'm sorry, that whole story I just told, it's about Paxton. So Paxton <laughs> was about to 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 said, I almost took Police Academy 3. And uh, I think they hired... Bob Wildcat Goldthwaite in that, and and, <laughs> and says, says his name wrong. Bob Wildcat Goldthwaite, which I like actually quite a bit. I, I liked it too. Yeah, yeah I, I and, laughed at that yeah. part. I was just gonna say, if you want to do a quick isolated audio and just say Bill Paxton, Sorry. I'll edit that in uh, um, in place of Michael Bean. No, I would rather it? you leave in my mistake. I would rather <laughs> you leave in Black. me sounding like a moron. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> Edit me saying it, right. Bill can, Paxton. Oh, oh, here's what you here's what you here's what you put over it is me saying Poochie there. Um, but at which point in the commentary, Lance Hendrickson then says, "Oh, I was up for that too." So yeah. in another universe, <laughs> wow. if this movie had not been made, we would have got Police Academy three with Bill Paxton and Lance Hendrickson both. It would in have been uh, what, in just imagine the cast of Aliens in a Police Academy movie. It would have been. Jeanette Goldstein, all of them would have been, oh, that would have been amazing. But the entire cast of this movie would have ended up in Police Academy 3 if this hadn't been made. Even the aliens would have ended up in Police Academy 3. The the queen alien would have been working a desk job at at the Police Academy. I don't mean to insult this movie, but that's not as far a stretch as as it should be. I can picture it. I can totally picture it. I can totally imagine, like, just having the alien queen in the background, like, taking, getting water out of the water cooler in the police station. (laughs) And she plays like cadet number three, you know. Well, there's nothing on the commentary from the Queen, so I don't know if that... It would have been great if you had the aliens doing the commentary on the track. We would have learned a lot more there, sort of. Just a lot lot of hissing. Screeching. Um, Screeching and... 
Yeah. yeah. Which I think that's was, about it. Was that baboons that they were used for the screeching? I heard oh, it was baboons. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Really? Wow. Baboons, which are just horrifying animals, aren't they? They are. They're really, yeah. And not cute monkeys, those <laughs> at all. What else? Didn't you uh, want to bring up a tie-in? I guess I... Okay, yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to bring this up. I'm not sure if it's. I'm not sure if I should talk about it right now. But I just finished. Well, this watching... is the last episode that we're doing. So. Yeah, I know. I thought I was talking about it on Monday. What? Oh, you're doing this show oh. Monday? No, privately here by myself. I would just talk about it <laughs> Monday. Not record it at all. Just talk about it. No, I thought I would. Uh, no, I thought I would bring up because I just finished. And perhaps, uh, and you know, we're recording this pretty close to when it's going to be airing, so I don't mind bringing this up. But I just finished watching uh, Stranger Things two. And, Paul Reiser and Paul Reiser's in that, so there's a lot of like little nods to aliens. You have the uh, fact that there is more of more of the monster than there was in the first one, uh, and there might be spoilers, but whatever. Uh, not my responsibility to protect you from spoilers. But yeah, you're going to say there's more. There's the one monster in the first series. Now the two has more. There's like an escalation of what's of the threat. And there's it's expanding uh, what's going on. And you've got Paul Reiser in there. You have somebody in the, in, in the show saying, stay frosty. So it's, yes. uh, yeah, there's a, there's a direct reference there. Um, so they're clearly winking at aliens in some way. And yet it kind of, I was disappointed in it. Because they they cribbed some stuff from aliens, but what they didn't get from aliens is what makes aliens good, which is that it really it built on the mythology, it built on the world, but it showed you different things. It showed you stuff mm-hmm. you didn't see in the first one. It switched to a different genre entirely, and it expanded on these characters in a in a very interesting way, and. But it put them in a different context, which I think was really important. And clearly the people at Stranger Things were going for trying to make a great sequel. And, man, I really feel like they fell very short by showing us so much more of the exact same thing. And, yeah, it's, it built on the, the mythology and it built on the scenario. But what you really needed to do was get them in a different place and in a different context. And you get a little of that in one episode there's one yeah. episode which is you know you know where i'm going with this it's the episode seven yeah. where um 11 uh leaves she leaves hawkins she gets on a bus to chicago and then suddenly we're kind of referencing it seemed like they were referencing blade runner in that episode it was it had a lot of blade runner in it it was kind of like you're in a big city now there's neon it's raining it's nighttime although that could be any 80s thing. Little, that could be any a little warriors a little blade Runner, well it could have been little, i was gonna yeah. say it could have been any betsy russell movie from the 80s you know it could have right. you know this it could have been avenging angel um have i referenced betsy russell enough on this podcast <laughs> i really don't think i have um but that was that was i would have liked the whole series to be like that no i agree i mean i i agree with your assessment i i enjoyed that season of stranger things fine i like the characters enough and i thought the stakes got raised enough uh, at a certain point that I was like, okay, I'm I, I'm willing to find out what was on here, and and the connections between the characters was, mm-hmm. work for me. So it worked on that level. But you're right, the mythology of it was just like, wow, I don't know. I, well, I'd loved it if the whole thing 
changed venues and went to Chicago because it would have been like, okay, well, the first season we've referenced Goonies and E.T. We've referenced all of these basic uh, kids 80s movies. Now let's let's turn it up a step. Let's reference the more grown up 80s movies. Let's reference Blade Runner. Let's reference Aliens and let's, you know, uh, make it more like those. Yeah, it would have been nice had she gone there early in the season. Maybe that, maybe, you know, as much as I liked her relationship with the sheriff or with the chief, um, I did like that. It would have been interesting had she emerged there in another place altogether. Like that's how she emerged. And then they find out about her and then they go to help her there. And, you know, there's no reason to think this upside down business is all happening just in that town. Like why can't that be a kind of ubiquitous thing, you know? I don't know. There's certain numerous ways yeah, where I, I totally agree with you. There's numerous yeah. ways where they could have freshened it up a little bit. We should also mention that Paul Reiser's character does repeatedly refer to the chief as Chiefo. <laughs> Chiefo. Uh, a, clear, a clear reference to the kiddo. Kiddo. Uh, does he oh, use yeah, any I didn't, even th- I didn't even think of that. Does he use any Spanish? But I, I think I would have noticed that. Yeah. I think uh, maybe not. I don't know. I feel like maybe he did in the very first episode you see him in, but I can't remember. He does well, that a few uh, times. It's so annoying. Yeah. So that's interesting. It's uh, it, Well, I'll have to go back and rewatch all of season two, which I'll be doing in the Upside Down. Yes. Perhaps not, just, in, this, perhaps not in this dimension, but I'll be doing it in another one. Just like, like watch it like Mork, you know, just Upside oh, yes. Down. Literally the Upside Down. Yes. That's and how you backwards. do it. All right, I think that's all I got, guys. I think I'm out of gas. All right. Well, th- thank you for having us on yeah, so much. Thanks for coming yeah. on, guys. Yeah, thanks, John. Thanks for uh, having us on to talk about these five minutes with ne- where nothing happens. There's no aliens. There's no other characters. There's no dialogue. It's been a real tease of a week. And we end with an egg that sort of opens like something's about mm-hmm. to happen, and I won't even get to see what happens until Monday. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's on Monday. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks a lot, guys, for coming back on. It's always uh, fun talking to you. Thank you so much. I do the Shining Podcast, Shining 237, two minutes and 37 seconds per episode. It's a part of the Minute family. Um, please visit my website, theshining237.com, and I'm on iTunes. And hopefully John will be on my show pretty soon. Also, just guesting on. Looking forward for to sure. that. And you'll you can hear me on the on that and, show as and well. Joe's on it I all the time. A, yes, Joe's a, on it all the time. I'm going to be a guest, a, a past, present, and future guest. Yes, absolutely. On that show, and of course, I'm a cartoonist. You can see my work online. Just Google me; you'll see plenty of it there. Uh, and thank you, John, for uh, for having me back. Um, tune in Monday. Spoiler: What's going to come out of that egg is no yolk. Uh-huh. And cover, right. cover your ears for that whistle scream. That's my you're, advice. You're too. never going to have me back. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. You just did it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Girls can do that. <laughs> Girls can do that. Okay. Uh, you can, of course, find us at alienminute.com on Instagram at Alien Minute Podcast or on Twitter at Alien Minute Pod. And uh, once again, I'd like to thank Pete, the retailer, and Alex Robinson from Star Wars Minute for loaning us this format. I believe they will be back very soon with Revenge of the Sith. Uh, so if you like to listen to uh, people talk about really horrible Star Wars movies, go over there and listen to them talk about that one. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this week. Uh, thanks a lot, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you next week for Minute 116.